What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Episode 17 of your favorite podcast. It's Controlled Chaos. How are we doing on? I'm finally finished with the, the, with the semester. I'm doing great. I know. Semester's over. We're free at last. Free at last. Good God Almighty. We're free at last. For about a month, yeah. Yeah. About four weeks of no school and then back to school. But it's all good. We're back in the H. Uh, tumultuous times here in Houston, Texas, the space city. Oh yeah. Uh, don't want to be that guy, but Houston, we got a problem. We'll get into that later. Uh, but the NBA preseason just about what? Three days away. Who knows? Crazy. But of course, as always, if you're a loyal listener, you know, we start out with that music. Speaking of space, speaking of space, I usually we get new releases towards the end of music, but I mean, this is a big release. This is one we've been waiting on for a long time. Man on the moon three. The end of the trilogy from Kid Cudi is going to be dropping on Friday, and I am excited. Pumped. Absolutely enthralled. Decade in the making. I think this is going to be the one of the, I mean, early. I mean, we were waiting for Cole, waiting for Kendrick. Obviously, we know Drake's coming next year, but for Cudi to drop yeah. before the year's over. He's throwing himself in the hat for 2021 album of the year, because I don't, I don't think it counts for 2020 at this point. It's so late. I mean, we could be looking. I mean, we, we we talked about the Grammys a couple weeks ago, but we could be looking at a solid best rap album class. Hopefully, I mean, we could see a Kendrick. I could see Kendrick, Cole, Drake, and Cud. Yeah, that would be nuts. His discography, his discography has been so hit or miss, though. I just hope it's good. I, I don't think he's doing much experimenting with this. Most people have liked the Man on the Moon stuff, but as long as it's not another speeding bullet to heaven or anything like, yeah, I don't, Indica. I don't see how he can go wrong here. Yeah, I think this is going to be a really good album. Uh, you know, it took him what 10, 10 years in between something Man on the like Moon. that. Yeah. So he, t- he's taking his time. He's got a uh, trippy red, yeah. uh, pop smoke. I want to say is also a feature on the album. Uh, he released the track list, including the album art and man, beautiful album cover. Absolutely oh, beautiful. Yeah. Um, man, this is going to be nuts. I mean, coming off his last album actually was kids see ghost off of yeah. the wonderful Kanye Great Wyoming album. excursion, which was crazy. But, um, that's what we just really got to be looking for. But looking back to what we saw this past week, we had Lil Baby, who's also going to be in our NBA talk. Lil Baby dropped two singles yeah. uh, on his birthday, Everybody and On Me. Yeah. What do we think, Owen? I really didn't like On Me. I thought it was super corny. But Everybody had, it had three different verses from him, and all three verses were decent at least. I mean, it's not a bad song for sure. That boy, that boy, little baby. And, you know, before we got into what we're getting into, the uh, little issue we have with James Harden, I I thought the, the singles were pretty good. I mean, it's got it's such a power move to drop music on your birthday, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody's around you like, hey, listen to my music. Everybody's listening to your music on your day. Like, that's, that's cold. That's awesome. So we had that, you know, and we got a little Rico Nasty album. That's very interesting. What do you think, Owen? It was a really, really interesting. I, I genuinely, I listened to it and I really didn't know whether I liked it or not because I don't really know how to feel about her music. It's, it's super, super weird. Like her entire delivery and her entire like voice is just bizarre. 
Like it's it's nothing like really anything I've heard. Yeah, it, it's it's something special, that's for sure. Unique voice. Um, I really wasn't that big of into. I really was focused on my favorite drop of the past week was the Limbo Deluxe album from Amine. So I really wasn't focused on Rico Nasty, but I will say that Amino, Amine, ooh, Amino, what is that? Amino acids? Amino acids. What are we talking? What are we in chemistry? Some monomers. I know. Ooh, polymers as well. Who knows? Uh, Limbo Deluxe. And Limbo, like I've we've said since the get-go, I mean, Limbo was like the first, I think our first or second episode was when Limbo yeah. came out. So we were talking all good about that. And it was such a good album for Amino to drop the deluxe was really interesting i mean god i it was good i i really liked it uh the song before because I, I like the way he flows on the beat it, the the whole album as a whole was still i mean i i just listened to the whole album again it was good i liked um uh, buzzing the sixth mm. track on the deluxe album with amina in unknown mortal orchestra yeah. it had a really good vibe to it and wasn't really that big of a verse type deal is more just like a vibey song and something that i've come to know and love from amine and the reason why i i really can see this as being album of the year in my opinion i'm gonna give a hot take here i really didn't like the deluxe really? i it's not necessarily that i didn't like the music it's all pretty similar i would say in in sound to like his previous albums it, it kind of goes back to the old amine sound which isn't a bad thing I just thought it was a little bit boring, honestly. And I, I really did like the original album better than any of the deluxe songs. I think the Saba feature was really nice. And yeah, like you good. said, like you said, Buzzin' was a good song. But other than those two, the other, I think it was five songs were just forgettable for me. What about Zach and Cody featuring uh, no. Vanity? Yeah, no, I, I get where you're coming from on that. But like, I, I'm not I'm not opposed to him dropping these seven songs. I don't think they're not good enough for him to drop. I wish, though, that he wouldn't have put it under the limbo title i wish he would have just released it as a separate ep mm -hmm. just because now i feel like limbo at least to me and to some other listeners has kind of lost something just due to the fact that the deluxe edition made it so much longer and it dragged out so long and honestly i don't think any of the songs on the deluxe touch you know roots or roots oh my gosh or burden another amazing song pressure in my palms amazing song and like something that i learned uh, just because of the wording, when he when he released the track list for the deluxe album, did you know that pressure oh, yeah, in my pimp. palms? I, I, I literally noticed did the same not thing. Know it was that. the first time I, I noticed like, it was when Yo, he released the deluxe track list. That guy, he's playing 4D chess out here. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, we can get in. I, I think there really was no bad songs on the original, but yeah. there, I, I see what you're saying. I, I mean, I guess that's the reason why it's the deluxe album. It's not really like these songs aren't really meant to be on the yeah. uh, full LP. But um, I liked Buzzin', I liked Talk, and I did like Gelato. Gelato was uh, solid. But uh, Mrs. Clean kicked off that. And I was like, what are you trying to be, Young Gravy? Mr. Clean, <laughs> Mrs. Clean, what are we talking about? But um, just another way to look back and listen into one of my favorite albums of the year. Oh, yeah, um, for sure. And speaking of our favorite songs, Christmas has now been taken over by the 100 Gex. Oh, yeah. And the 100 Gex dropped a Christmas song. Check it out. You might find it on Dot Chaos Radio. Interesting. Who I knows? hope so. Dot Chaos Radio updated every week. 30 fresh tracks. 15 from Owen. 15 from me. Yeah. Check that out. Apple Music, Spotify, and our Twitter, of course. But man. Yeah. 
And that. then and then speaking of holiday songs, not exactly a Christmas song, but David Diggs, head of clipping, uh Thomas Jefferson, I believe, from Broadway musical Hamilton. Big Hamilton guy. Comes out with a Hanukkah song, Puppy for Hanukkah. Dreidel, dreidel, dreidel. And I it sounds ridiculous, but I liked it. Puppy I for enjoyed Hanukkah. listening to it. It was fun. What do you want for Hanukkah? I I'm not Jewish. Oh man. I don't really celebrate Hanukkah. Oh, I'm sorry. Nuts. But you know, after listening to that, if I was, I would probably I mean, be I, asking if, for a puppy. If, if I'm Jewish right now and I'm listening for to Dovey Diggs right there, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, it's I'm making me want the to top, ask for the a puppy. The top of my Hanukkah list is puppy, for puppy, a puppy. Number one. I mean, Chihuahua probably not. No. Golden Retriever puppy. Give me I mean, that. You can't. I mean, give me run that. it, run all it. day. So yeah, I I really didn't listen to that because like you, I am also not Jewish, but um. Yeah, get hype. You know, we have Christmas songs. Why can't we have Hanukkah songs? Oh, yeah. Kwanzaa songs. I don't discriminate. Mm Mm-mm. It's all good music. And speaking of good music, your boy, Boldy James. Boldy. Single. Are you pumped? I am very pumped. uh, It's called On 10. I forget who who produced it. Hold on. This will just take a second. I got to figure this out because I don't want to forget. Don't forget. It's Boldy James. Boldy James, number one fan right here. Produced by Real Bad Man. Real Bad Man. And uh, they've got a project coming out. He's already dropped the project with The Alchemist. He dropped Manger on McNichols, which I believe was him and Sterling Tolls. And then now he's got this project coming out with Real Bad Man. Like, he's not mainstream in, in hip-hop by any means, but he makes some of the best music in the rap game right now. And I, I am not afraid to say that. Not afraid to say it. I, it. It's such a high quantity of music is what makes it good oh, for yeah. me. He's dropped three projects this year. I mean, and usually when you do that, it's not good. But like he, all three of his projects have been good this year. That's crazy to think about. If you're able to drop that much music. By the way, we talked about Dante Thomas. I think that's his name. The whole yeah, Apple. How you like them Apple. Jeez, that was a good. Like yeah. I, I listened to like one song before we recorded last week. I That was in my rotation pretty much all week last week. That is a really good album. Yeah. Please check that out. Speaking speaking of Boldy James, I, I actually wasn't planning on this, but he literally just dropped a single featuring Another one. Ito titled Little Vicious. Little Vicious. It has less than a thousand plays on Spotify. I'm going to listen to this after the podcast. If I like it, maybe you'll see it on Dot Chaos Radio. Wait, who knows? Either way, check it out yourself. Shout out Boldy. Shout out Boldy. And, and you then, know, and then I'm going to give one more shout out before oh, I let you talk shouting, about your shout it out. I it was actually Fantano that put me on. I watched one of Fantano's reviews this past week for an album titled little dominique's nosebleed from a koreatown oddity just a whole lot of random words mixed together this this album is so good really like was it rap or is it yeah it's it's rap it's It's like it's almost like an like an mf doom feel to it Ooh, i'm here for like hold on let me let me remember what it says on the cover on the cover of the album it says when i was a little kid i was in two serious car accidents that would change the rest of my life and Usually, like, I, I think Fantano said this in their view. Like, usually when people put that, they're kind of just, like, begging for streams almost. Like, hey, have pity on me and listen. But no, like, this album is about that. Like, all the songs are about his childhood, how it affected him growing up. Such good production on it. Such good beats. He's oh, really? such a good writer. What did Fantano give it? Uh, He gave it a, like, 
strong eight strong eight strong that's, eight that, light nine that's I saying say. something that's from fantana, fantana loved it i, I mean, loved it thank you fantana check for putting that out on. koreatown oddity that's that's a name that's a name i don't know how they got to that name koreatown I, oddity, I don't either you know who knows it is a uh, good good album in terms of my music i had my you had your spotify wrapped i had my apple music replay yeah my number one artist you want to take a guess on um i'm gonna say don toliver no he was number oh. two number one was tame and paula i'm that basic kevin dude. kevin my boy i i listened to tame and paula's album i think like 37 times i mean at least at least you're listening to inner speaker a bunch like yeah. like most people they're just replaying the currents. less i know the better currents currents more currents more and I, currents. i'm one of those people i, I mean let it happen is my favorite yeah. tame and paula song I love that song. I love Let It Happen. Oh, but I, I respect you for listening to Inner Speaker. Inner Speaker's gold. Shout out. And the EP is cool. House Full of Wine. I think that's the name yeah, of the yeah. track. Oh my God. Great song. Yeah, Tame Paul is my number one. Don Tolliver is my number two. What else? Um, I listened to a lot of... Old, I think the Beatles were in my top ten, yeah. which is kind of like cliche, but I've been really getting into like a lot of old music. As you can see on my Doc Chaos Radio, Bill Withers santana Beautiful. just just the goats um but in terms of like the music i was listening to this week um whole lot of whole lot of og stuff i've really been on a, a, a late kick you saw i put rain by smv swv smv uh-huh. i put that in they're just so good man yeah yeah i oh, love that um and a little bit of like um like memories by david get a little 2010s like edm Ooh. dance type stuff good stuff like og calvin harris mm, that was good stuff. i respect it um <laughs> yo <laughs> but yeah that's what i was listening to owen was listening to koreatown oddity and i'm just being that basic dude watch listening yeah. to all the other stuff but i mean we don't discriminate we don't discriminate. there's a reason they're mainstream exactly it's because it's good you know and it was good but I can say one thing, whether you're mainstream or not, you got to be pumped for Man on the Moon 3. Oh, yeah. I, that, that's probably the most hype I've been since Don Tolliver dropped. And Kid Cudi, like, you know, Kid Cudi is one of those artists. Like, before we move on, he's one of those artists where, like, people, whether you are one of those people who likes to gatekeep and you're like, oh, well, I don't, I only listen to experimental stuff. Like, those people still like Kid Cudi. Everybody yeah. likes Kid Cudi a little bit. It's Cutter. Like he's such a universally liked person, I feel like yeah. everyone can listen to his. I have music. a feeling, and I don't know if this is really going to be a hot take. I think this album is going to be straight tens. Will it be his best? Ooh, good. Will uh, it be better than Man on the Moon too? Dude, could you imagine? What if this is like the year where like a bunch of like early twenty tens rappers like just go off and they make just their release classic, like Drake, Certified God, Lover Boy, it. retires, but it's like hanging up banners. I could see it. Man on the Moon. Three I could see, drops. yeah, I could see Drake and Cuddy dropping their best albums here. I could see people in five years being like, "Oh man, I remember summer twenty twenty one? Like right now, it's summer sixteen was the last one where could everyone was imagine? like crazy about it. Like we, I all, think twenty one could be the next year that COVID does that. COVID gets under control by yeah, summer. Vaccine comes, everyone starts dropping albums, going on tour. That is maybe that nuts. maybe that's what Kendrick's waiting for. Maybe that, I it could be honestly. We've been speculating. He doesn't about, have any new music to perform, so we, we've been speculating about a Kendrick album since. 17 episodes ago yeah and i'm waiting for it i really am you know what else i'm waiting for owen the college football playoff and we had we're 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 wrapping it up notre dame gets a little help from the acc they aren't 
going to make up their game against Wake Forest. Instead, they close out against Syracuse, handle them easily. They finish undefeated. They will meet the Clemson Tigers once again in Charlotte at Bank of America Stadium for the ACC championship game. And man, did Ian Book look good? Yeah, did, he did. He's looking really. I mean, he's it, not going to win. It was it was a story of two halves for me at least because the first half I really wasn't super high on. Like early on, we were looking kind of rough. Syracuse has a, had a lead, and and I was watching, and his decision making was just slow. It looked like dog. Yeah, like there were plays where he could have taken off and run for a first down, and instead he's throwing it downfield, or where you know he threw it away when he had a receiver open. Like he just didn't look great. But he really is a quarterback who's good at just making adjustments. Mm -hmm. And I I think that that, that's the epitome of who Ian Book is a person because, I mean, it was his fifth year. I mean, we've grown up with Ian Book. Yeah. I mean, he's only lost, what, three games, becomes the winningest quarterback in Notre Dame history or tied oh, for yeah. no he, no he's outright the, yeah, after outright this past right week yeah so he's got it i mean he has the possibility of playing three more football games and who knows anything's yeah. possible um i really like the way he's playing i think this team is more experienced than the team that made it to the cfp the first time um, oh yeah for sure i mean you could see the only main issue is not having your offensive tackles and offensive like uh, robert hainsey not being able to play but i yeah. mean there's just big boys there you got aaron banks banks of america uh liam eikenberg i mean the team as a yeah. whole solid and then the defense i mean dalen hayes owusu koromora i mean that, you, the list goes on and on this is a good football team hot take kyle hamilton in two years is a first round pick i i could see that i think he is he's so good he's a he's only a shot like he's a true sophomore he is one of the best defensive players in the country. And then Mike Meyer, too. He's what a, he's a Yeah, he's a true freshman at tight end. He's a stud. He's a stud as well. So, I mean, you have these guys, Tommy Tremble. I mean, the list goes on and on. Uh, from the beginning of the year to now, I didn't see I, I didn't see it from Notre Dame at the beginning of the year. I was like, okay, this will be like a eh year. I mean, they got COVID. They're playing in a conference. Ian Book's kind of eh. So, we'll see. Yeah, I certainly didn't expect this. And then here comes this team out of nowhere, yeah. and they're just – putting together good games we you had the clemson game circled the whole year and yes they got a little help with uyagalele but i i still think if lawrence plays they have a chance to win that football oh yeah for sure i mean that defense is something else and um as it is it went to double overtime i mean they it was a coin toss essentially in that first Mm -hmm. game in that first game so sets it up man it's gonna be a fun fun night two weeks i mean two weeks from now we'll have sec championship acc championship i mean it's gonna be football i yeah, mean big 12 championship is set now too oklahoma iowa state mm-hmm. it's gonna be for, a good one for the, probably the cotton bowl i would think i mean i would want to go to the cotton Bowl. oh yeah for sure but i mean i'm saying man it, it, that two weeks from now that saturday night we're gonna have we're gonna we're gonna decide who's gonna go to the playoffs isn't a notre dame clemson's actually the afternoon game that week yeah i, I think weird. so it's kind of it's kind of funky. I think it's the prelude to the SEC championship. Yeah, I so, believe so it really just hinges upon at this point. Um, since the Pac-12 is no longer a factor, it hinges yeah. upon does Florida beat Alabama, and uh-huh. what's going on with Ohio State? So yeah, Ohio State say. finally got to play this past week. They handled I don't even know who Michigan they State. Michigan State. Sparty, no match for Ohio State yeah. with. with the first African-American head coach for Ohio State on the sidelines, filling in for Ryan Day. That was something some cool to see as well. Uh, but they have their game, the game, against Michigan that's supposed to happen on Saturday. And I don't know if that's going to happen. Michigan's yeah. been dealing with COVID. and they Michigan just might 
drop out of the game and then they won't have a game and then they won't be able to qualify for the big 10 championship so there's a lot of things that could go down within yeah. the next three days before we record our next episode and i think the team who honestly benefit or i kind of is affected by this the most other than ohio state obviously is my my team indiana because mm-hmm. shout out the hoosiers jack tuttle the backup comes big in right just here. a defensive battle takes out wisconsin does what he needs he managed the game only scored 14 points but hey it was enough oh it, it was I, I i was i didn't watch the game unfortunately but I would see it scrolling down the ticker, and it's like fourteen. Yeah, it was. Like, it was, was a, just a it was a Big Ten game, Big Ten football, rough and tough. Just and and you look at the Hoosiers now; they're up to eight. Only losses to Ohio State, a seven point loss. If Ohio State is unable to go this week, Indiana launches into the Big Ten championship, taking on Northwestern. Even with an Indiana win in the Big Ten championship, one loss team only to Ohio State. I don't see them going in the playoffs, but that solidifies a new year's six game i mean absolutely solidifies it even if ohio state plays this week indiana assuming they can handle purdue in this final game who is two and four uh will be a one loss team and i think a one loss big 10 team does find their way into a new year's six oh, game they this will year. for sure and especially hypothetically let's just say ohio state plays michigan just think about it this i i'm just spitballing right here think about Uncle Jimmy and the Harbaugh goes and they Michigan goes and they beat Ohio imagine. State. Could you imagine that? Still Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship. Oh yeah, it would be, wouldn't it? Because they've crazy. got the tiebreaker over That's Indiana. Crazy. Yeah, Ohio it's... State's in the Big Ten Championship if they at this play. Point, if they play, as long as they feel the team. But I think regardless, it benefits Indiana because what's the likelihood of Pat Fitzgerald and Co. going out there and beating Ohio State? Yeah, I really don't. I, especially storylines galore. Peyton Ramsey transfer from Indiana, playing quarterback for Northwestern. Mm-hmm. You got two of the most un underappreciated teams, not underappreciated, but just unexpected seasons in college football this year. Who would have thought coming into this year that the Big Ten championship game could very possibly be Indiana against Northwestern? Yeah, I mean, these are not this is not what you I mean, no. we were going into the season expecting Penn State to, to yeah, make and, a run. But I mean, it, it does make sense looking at the culture at least that they've built in Indiana. I know I've talked so much about Tom Allen, but he really is the best coach in college football. I think it just shows. After this Wisconsin game, they were interviewing him on the sideline, and I don't know if you saw this, I, but I did see this. But they like they couldn't even get the interview going because every time they started to ask him questions, there was another Indiana player who just came up to the mic and stole Allen's spot and said, "This man is the best coach in America. I love this man." It was literally like two dozen players went up and and said stuff. It was ridiculous. Like that team has built such an. It's just such a culture in that locker room that I mean for for Indiana who's been a nobody yeah, when it comes to football I, they, for the longest time thirty years <laughs> they they have been off of the map since I I don't even want to say since Antoine Randallel was their quarterback twenty years ago it really is longer back than that they haven't been this good since the late eighties probably it's crazy to think about and, and they they're really not going anywhere I don't think as long as Tom Allen's there because he is such a good head coach mm-hmm. so I mean he's obviously going to be up in the up in the ranks for. The, a lot of spots are going to be open, including yeah. maybe Tom Herman's. But just closing out with the Big Ten, I mean, you Indiana benefits, I think, regardless. Yeah, they're either going Indiana's to have to go. Spot. They're either going to have to go out and beat Northwestern, or I mean, Ohio State's beating Northwestern. Yeah, probably um, find their way into New Year's Six yeah, game either. So way. regardless, um, they just got to beat Purdue. Yeah. Go Boilermakers! Can you imagine? Like, let me just think about this really quick. Is there any scenario where Indiana finds their way in the playoffs? 
I don't think so. I don't think so. I think, I think there's a, definitely one SEC team. They don't launch over Florida if I, Florida yeah. beats Bama. And as much as I love Cincy, I don't think there's any way for Cincy to make the playoff either, which yeah. is a sad thing to say. I think we're pretty much down to I about five or six teams. F- I think the four that are in and then A&M and Florida. Yeah. And it really comes down to, a. I mean, the only scenario that Cincy could maybe find their way in is if either Ohio State loses next week or they don't play this week and just don't play and the committee doesn't count them yeah then that opens up a spot then a&m hypothetically moves into the four spot yeah um but then it just creates a cluster if florida beats alabama then chaos comes i think they would need bama to beat florida so florida falls out too they would need Bama to win, and they would need Notre Dame to win because a two-loss yeah. Clemson, two Clemson team doesn't go in. They so would need Notre Dame be, and Bama. It'd be A&M and maybe Cincy. Then maybe Indiana in that situation. If yeah. Indiana, their only loss is to Ohio State, but they have the Big Ten championship. It's very possible. The, and and I mean, that, that at some point in. does introduce some kind of bias, at least in my eyes, because if you were to do a thing where you say, you know, you don't sh- show them who the team is, but you say – Team A is a one-loss team. Their only loss is to the number two team in the country by one possession, and they won their conference championship, Power 5. And Team B is a one-loss team who didn't play in their conference championship, lost to the number one team in the country, but, like I said, doesn't have a conference championship. Who do you go with? Do you go with the team that won their conference championship and lost to the number two team, a.k.a. Indiana, or do you go with the one-loss team who lost to the number one team in Texas A&M, and I, I honestly don't know who the committee selects there. Well, I think in that scenario, both those teams probably find their way in, huh? Probably. Because then it becomes a three-way between A&M, Indiana, and Cincy. And that's yeah. assuming Cincy wins That's assuming out. Cincy's able to win if out, Cincy and the committee actually out, I, I think you, you could know, easily see a, a playoff where it's number one, Bama, two, two Notre Dame. I think Bama and Notre Dame are locked in. Yeah, Bama and Notre Dame locked in. It just depends on the seeding. Um, three would be a&M for Indiana? I mean, could you Maybe. imagine that? They would have to launch over Cincy, like you said. But yeah, it's, it's and it possible. would take a Cincy loss. And Cincy, yeah. I think they play Tulsa back-to-back, I think. It's kind of tough. Which, I mean, the Golden Hurricanes, I mean, that's no walk in the park. No, it's <laughs> not. We're talking about Tulsa compared to Bama and Indiana. I mean, Yeah, I mean, um, come on. It would suck to see, I mean, for the whole dream of having a, 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 power, a non-Power 5 team in the playoff, I, I could see Indiana. Maybe. Yeah. And it really comes down to what the rankings are going to be next week. I mean, yeah, I, uh, well, rankings a lot, a lot will be, yeah, a lot will be told by what the rankings show tonight, but because I, I know the AP poll has Indiana at eight, but they could potentially launch up higher than that in the college football playoff poll, especially if they don't like Cincinnati. It's very possible because who, who's ahead of them right now. It's A&M five, Florida six, Cincy seven, Indiana eight in the AP. Mm-hmm. I think they could realistically be ahead of Cincy in a college football playoff ranking just because of the strength of their schedule compared to Cincy. It's absolutely crazy to think about, man. I, I the Hoosiers. Was, go who? Hoosiers. Or the Hoos is Virginia. Uh, but yeah. we're, we're taking away the best game of the weekend. And obviously, the, probably the game of the year so far. No, no bias. And it's that close. is the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers taking the BYU Cougars on on short notice live from Myrtle Beach on the teal grass going out and winning them a ball game beat them by two yards yeah gunner romney was it romney no it wasn't gunner romney but uh it was but they, they were was playing there romney yeah. was hurt on that last possession yeah, yeah and then yeah. he came back in it was crazy to see so yeah right now oh where is it but yeah literally tackled on the two yard line to end the game replay which super bowl was that what's that the rams titans super bowl yeah rams i want to say yeah titans got tackled at the two or whatever 
It was, I mean, a carbon copy of that. I was just watching that last possession, and I was saying when BYU got that ball, Coastal Carolina needs to get out of soft zones. I don't know what kind of defense they need to play, but all I know is that as a football fan, I have seen this, and soft zones kill a team in this situation. And what do they do? They give BYU 15-yard play after 15-yard play I was, I was, and give them an, a legitimate shot. They literally got down to the two-yard oh yeah. line. I mean, I, I thought they were going to lose. That's safety. Like, that's on. safety for Coastal. It's an absolute dog. If he doesn't push that mm-hmm. receiver back, that, I mean, that, that BYU guy falls forward, and it's game over. And, you know, BYU played a good game. Oh, they did? It was just a really good game on both sides. Um, Wilson, Coastal Carolina came in there, and they were taking names. They didn't care. Going into halftime, yeah. there's a little bit of kerfluffle. That's a big word there. I want you to know about that. Uh, Wilson was getting on the the quarterback for BYU on the ground. They were just pushing and pushing. And oh pushing yeah, and pushing. I saw that. And Off the interception, right? Yeah, it was crazy. I mean, it, it, they just turned into it was like Fight Club. It's it crazy. Thing. But Coastal Carolina, they they could find themselves into a uh, a New Year's Six Bowl, which is crazy to think about. Absolutely. So I, I guess Coastal Carolina's ceiling is either the Raycom Camellia Bowl or the Peach Bowl or, or a New Year's Six. And Bowl. I think it's sad because I don't think they go to the Peach Bowl just because since he exists in this in this season. Mm-hmm. I think last season it's very possible they do, do you go t- to New Year's Six. Do you take a one loss Cincy over an undefeated Shots? I don't. I don't. I don't. Coastal's one Power Five win is against Kansas. As much as we as much as we ride the Shots and we love them, like when we get down to business, I mean, realistically, they're not actually a team that I would consider good enough to be in a New Year's Six game. Just think if there was like a sixteen team playoff. But if there was a sixty, or if there was even like the twelve team playoff, I could see them sneaking in. If Coastal snuck into that, that would be so nice. That's why I wish they experimented with the bigger playoff this season, just because Mm -hmm. I would have loved to have seen that. Just for shits and gigs, that would have been fun. So yeah, I I was just pulling up, getting back to our Indiana hypothetical. They got OU ranked ahead of them, Miami ranked ahead of them, Iowa State, Georgia. I don't OU ahead of Indiana. That's that's ridiculous to me that they have OU and Iowa State ahead of Indiana. I think that needs to be fixed. Yeah, I I, I could see IU. Two lost Georgia as well. Yeah. One of Georgia's losses was bad, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, they lost to what, Florida? Was it and... was South Carolina the other? No, I don't think so. Man, I don't know. But yeah, I, I, there is a scenario. I, 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 if Notre Dame beats Clemson, chaos ensues. Because if Notre Dame and Alabama both win, Clemson's out. Yeah. Ohio State maybe's in. And then you have, and a- a- that's the only way A and M sneaks into the playoff, and that, that and their no, game okay, against so, Ole Miss. So Georgia lost to Bama and Florida. So it is the two teams in the SEC championship. But then in that case, why is yeah, Indiana I mean, still below them? They're I one loss team. I would in still a Big put Ten. a Florida team in front of them. Yeah, I would put. I, the I way agree. I would have it right now is five and six or A and M in Florida, whichever order the committee wants to put them. I I can see, uh, you know, I can see arguments for either one. I would probably put AM ahead of Florida just because their loss was better and yeah. AM literally has a head to head win against Florida. Um and then number seven, I think I'm either putting Cincinnati or Indiana. And eight, I'm putting the other mm-hmm. at this point. I, I might have a little bit of bias in there just as an Indiana fan, but I really think a one loss Indiana team should be ahead of any two loss power five team. Mm-hmm. Realistically. Because, like you said, it was only by one possession. Yeah, it was so, a seven-point loss to Ohio State where unforced errors cost them the game. They literally had a touchdown that was taken off the board because they dropped a wide-open pass on the way to the end zone. And then the next play, they threw a pick six and gave Ohio State seven points. And, That's a 14-point swing in two plays, and they lost by seven. You know, do the math. If those two plays don't happen, they win that game. Mm-hmm. One plus one does not equal two there. Crazy things to yeah. think about. Um, Miami... 
Eh, I don't know. And I, it, kind of an under underappreciated team. They're underappreciated. I mean, Derek De- De- King. Yeah, one lost player. team in the ACC any year is getting a ton of publicity. Usually, mm-hmm. you know, in the ACC championship, Clemson's playing against you know seven and five Pittsburgh, or mm-hmm. or eight and four Pittsburgh, or NC State. Like you know, even if Notre Dame wasn't in the ACC this year, Clemson still would have had competition like they haven't seen in years in the mm-hmm. in the ACC championship. Exactly. So, you know, it, it's really going to come down to the two big games that we talked about, the SEC and the um, ACC. Yeah. And then what's going to happen in the Big Ten. So we'll know by, I'm assuming, tomorrow or Thursday who's if, if yeah. Ohio State's playing. Yeah. And Indiana's hoping, I'm, I'm, their only way, I think, to getting in the playoff is being able to yeah. hoist the trophy I think, in Indianapolis. I don't, I don't so, think there's any way that Indiana can be sitting there hoping they don't get a chance to play in the championship game, but I also don't think they should be disappointed if they don't get the opportunity because they're still going to find their way into a you know, a Fiesta Bowl mm-hmm. or, you know, I think it is the Fiesta Bowl they're projected in right now yeah. that the Big Ten has a spot. And, and just notice how we're talking about four conferences, not five, because yeah. the Pac-12 is... Oh, boy. <sighs> don't even get me started. It's okay? USC and it's everybody else okay. right now. And it shouldn't even be USC because USC is one tip pass away from being two and... I mean, they're actually, I, I don't even want to think they're even close. They could have lost two of their three games. It, it's crazy yeah. to think about. Um, Stanford beat Washington. Cal beat Oregon. Uh, it's th- this whole conference is just a cluster. It, yeah. it, it's such a just everyone's beating everybody yeah. except for USC. And then Pac-12 after dark, we saw the return of the Arizona State Sun Devils a month later. Um, and I wrote in the notes, they're more rusty than Mater's bumper. They are not good. Okay, yeah. Jaden Daniels was floating passes. Frank Darby looked good at times. Uh, Chip Trainum, true freshman. I'm really looking forward to them. At, at this point, it's just it's glorified exhibitions for ASU. I mean, they're not going to make yeah. it to a bowl. They should have beat Chip Kelly and UCLA. They were the better team on the field. They just could not make plays when they needed to. And yeah, that, that that's all I got to say, yeah. essentially. And speaking um, of USC on that Sunday night game, actually, it was it was Sunday night. They beat uh, Washington State, I want to say. Wazoo, yeah. Wazoo and uh, Equine, or Amon Ross St. Brown. Four touchdowns. Amon Ross St. Brown first round pick. That Slovis, is not and even... Saint, Slovis and St. Brown are a mm. deadly duo. And, I, I think and in I know the full the, season, they're yeah. going to be solid. And the bowl projection I saw for, I think it was, I think it was Jerry Palm had USC playing Indiana in the Fiesta Bowl. I, I would love to see that I would game. love to watch that game. I would game. love to watch that I think game. that would be so fun to watch that great Indiana defense up against Slovis and St. Brown. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that would be... Primo television. Primo. Primo picks. H E B. What do you yeah. mean? Um, yeah, I I I just don't like USC, but oh, I mean, yeah. and, and Arizona State was so close to beating them in that first game. I mean they, they were literally coasting to a victory yeah. and then three and minutes. Darby happened. gets injured. Ooh, crazy, crazy. Last crazy. three minutes, whatever. But I, I will say, not. it shouldn't even be a hot take. I'm on Ross St. Brown's going to be a oh, yeah. first round he's, he's he great. He's going to be he's something special. Really he's going to be the best out of the St. Brown brothers. Even Eek, Equinemius. Yeah, it's, it's not wide close. He, He's going to be something special. So yeah. uh, just pre-talent at USC. I, I, I think if they were able to play a full season, we'd be talking about USC higher in the rankings. I mean, that's oh, the I thing with so, this, yeah. this whole shortened season. We're able to see teams like the Shants ranked, probably going to be in like the top 12 yeah. uh, when the rankings come out tonight. It's just, man, it, it's a nutty season. It but is crazy. One last shout out, you know. This is kind of like the highlight. UNLV's quarterback... How about him on yeah, he Max was on a Gilliam. Reality, yeah Max Gilliam on uh, he was on a reality TV show where he was eating sushi off of a a naked woman with a leaf covering her just 
going nuts. Yeah. Apologize to his team. UNLV is yet to win a game this I, year. The, the thing I immediately asked, apologize for what? I mean, That's the highlight of his season so yeah, far. I mean, they're not they're, winning they're any over. football games. <laughs> I, I, I think he, he's got one of the worst passer ratings in all of football. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the one thing he's he, he's excelling in is sushi. That's such a Chad move. That is honestly. such a Chad move. To be a, to be a, a quarterback, the starting quarterback on a winless college football team eating sushi off of a naked woman. And I think he was wearing like a sweater vest too. That's like oh, the, that makes that, it that's, so that's much the better. More, that's such like a, a class, not classy, but like that's such a Chad thing to do. Yeah. Sweater vest with sushi. God, that's amazing. God, the girl's just laying there. You're eating sushi. <laughs> Come on, man. With the sweater vest, the little polo Ralph Lauren sweater vest. Guys, just going nuts. That, that's, that, life. that's the highlight. I think he's a senior too. That's the highlight of the season. That's the American U, dream. Yeah, UNLV is not winning any football games anytime soon. They they still have yet to win. Tough times yeah, for UNLV, but the running rebels. Running rebels are are jogging slow yeah. jog. Oh yeah, they might Hardly. not. They might not pass the pacer test. Let's just say that. Um, a team that's not passing my test right now, moving into the NFL, is I, I, <laughs> it's it's a joke at this point. What test is that? The I don't know my emotional well being test. Yeah, the there Texans. We go. Oh man. Oh, where do I even start? Um, good sloppy but good game for Deshaun Watson. He was proved. I mean, we had Chad Hansen. I, no relation to Chris. Put him in the Hall of Fame. But put Chet the, the the first game all year where two Texans receivers were over 100 yards and their name were names were uh, <laughs> Kiki QT and Chad Hansen, who was on the practice squad yeah. last week. But Chad Hansen is now your number two wide receiver. Are you nuts? Beast. And it just, he looked good. He's he a good route good. runner. I, I, reminiscent of a uh, little Owen Daniels actually. Oh yeah, just a touch. Little. Kevin Walter. Kevin Walter. That's a better name. Better name. Kevin Walter right there. It, it, was, it was fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, Deshaun has high praise for Chad Hansen. Um, not enough high praise for uh, the center. Though. Nick Martin. Nick Martin fumbled the bag. Um, I, Man, that's just that was just heartbreaking at the end of that game, watching Deshaun on the sideline. The game ended. Every, yeah, everyone shaking hands in the middle of the field. Deshaun did not leave that bench until T.Y. Hilton went over to him. He did not leave towel over his head because they were driving down yeah. the field. We had the ball first was, and goal. I was or, like, okay, we were just waiting. Okay, like, don't score too early because yeah. I mean, we, we we've seen it before on the Saints yeah. game. Marched the our way down the field, ago, getting ready to get in the end zone. So, and then all hell breaks loose. You know what I did, Owen? Uh, I, I I just turned the TV. You off. just turned it off. I just turned the TV off. I sat in my room. I think and, I think my response was even a little bit worse than yours. I think I just started laughing. I, I, I think I, I just started laughing. That's, I think that's I all a, I remember. I, I had a lighthearted chuckle. I opened Twitter, saw three hashtag Houston sports <laughs> tweets, and I just sat and just called it a day. Sat in pain. Then I put on Red Zone to see Chris Hansen. Beautiful. I, I don't even. It's like you could even see JJ. They cut to JJ Watt, and JJ Watt's just smiling. Yeah. JJ Watt's just smiling, and then Deshaun, and that's, that's the same reaction. Like I, at this point, you can't do anything except take just. You just take in the pain. It's it's just sad. And, you know, Deshaun said – we'll, we'll play the bite. This is what Deshaun said after the game. Um, I mean, this shit hurts. <laughs> I'm tired of losing. Um, being so close over the years is just – yeah, I mean, it's just – it's tough. It's tough. And, you know, it is – I mean, I'd be fed up if I'm Deshaun yeah. Watson. 
You, I feel, mean, you gotta feel for him. Good night. I mean, it's it's what every Houston fan has been saying for years. We are watching the career, the early, you know, prime years of one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL just get shot. Just get ruined basically by by you know this this audacity of a team. It's just like there's a, a big, big cloud hanging over the entire city of Houston. The world that hates Deshaun Watson right now. And it's I don't even think it's Deshaun Watson. We, we're about to get into James. We're about to just talk about the Rockets' demise. Yeah. But we can really start thinking about the Astros sold their souls in 2017 to win a ring, and everything's been all downhill yeah. since then. And yeah, I mean, the Bill O'Brien has turned the Texans into the early 2010s Nets. It's a hole we're not going to get out of for years. Oh, that's such a good comp. Though. Yeah, until until Deshaun Watson's contract is essentially up, it is a hole that the Texans are not going to be able be able to get out of. Because I mean, how do we address secondary help? How do we address you know problems in the front seven, problems on the offensive line? We can't. Because we don't have any picks until the third round every year, so I mean we're we're sticking in guys like Charlie Heck at offensive at, at offensive line positions. We've got the Kevin Johnsons of the world that aren't even good enough to play for us when we finally do get a first round pick. I mean, it, where is Kevin Johnson now? Cleveland, I want to say. He's in Cleveland. He's in Cleveland. He's playing for a winning football team. I, good for not, Kevin, I guess. Not, but not, not I, like, we just don't have a history of drafting good players, even when we have picks just because the the front office management we had for so long was so bad and and we can't even see a new gm in action yet i would rather have rick smith right now and if you were to tell me you would rather have rick smith three years ago you would have slapped me in the face and and we say that every week because it's true every week we wish we could go back to the texans that were a perennial eight and eight team because at least then we didn't have any expectations But when you get a player of Deshaun Watson's yeah. caliber, remember Tom Savage started the season. Not, yeah, can you? That's what? what I'm saying. Tom, I mean, we, when, we when, were we were we were we were fine with Tom Savage yeah. and Brock Osweiler, Ryan Mallett. You can name mediocre. Well, like, mediocre yeah, like when we're watching after. when we're watching T.J. Yates take us to the first round of the playoffs. That's a victory. We did better than we expectations. We did you see? You could have seen the this, the whole NRG Stadium was yeah. crowded. We were all hyped because it was T.J. It Yates was T.J. Yates and the Bulls on parade of the Texans. And then it, it just we get a player yeah. for the first time in our franchise history. And we get a guy who I, I, I have nothing but praise for Deshaun yeah. Watson. I, there's nothing he's bad amazing. Can say he's about a top five quarterback, he's, un, he's, undoubtedly. And he's not only a top five quarterback on the field, he's a top five person off the field. Oh, too. yeah. I mean, this guy is a community. This is, yeah. this is a guy that you can build on. He's got, a, he's got a backstory that you can just get behind. The whole Warwick Dunn thing, uh, his him and his mom getting a house built for them uh, by that foundation in the early 90s and then just kind of paying it forward by actually, you know, making it to the league after it was an NFL player who gave him the house that that he lived in for much of his childhood. It's, it's such a crazy story. Read, like, look up yeah, it, that it, whole story it, if you haven't. It's insane. But yeah, I mean, Deshaun Watson really is one of the greatest faces in football on and off the field and his career is just going to be marred marred by this yeah it's it's sad and it really is the 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 houston sports houston sports and like i I told you it's everybody knows it's hashtag houston sports and i'm pissed off about that like i understand we suck and we suck and it's fine but just the whole like enigma yeah. Big word again. Enigma that comes with being a Houstonian and cheering for your sports teams yeah. is just depressing. 
I mean, like, why? I don't understand why that has to be a hashtag. Like, can we just not? Can we just be? Can we just not? Can we like? Can we just? Can we just? Can we just weep? Can we just get something for once? It's just not have to talk about it every time how bad we are. Oh, this is what we get. Like, no, we didn't do anything wrong. It's not our fault. It's just (laughs) how it is. What? I just live here. Hey, I'm just here so I don't get fined. Yeah. And Speaking of what I just remembered, we forgot to talk about it in college football, but I just want to give a quick shout out to the to the horns. We ne- we never talked horns. about the horns. They put up sixty nine on the on the K nice. State Wildcats. That's, that's a very hell nice. of a score. Right Tom there. Herman tried to keep his job. Not happening. That, that's all. I just I just came up in my mind. We can start talking about the Texans again, but I I really don't want to talk about the no, Texans. No, I'm, I'm done with the Texans. Uh, we we have other Houston fish to fry later have, yeah, on in the episode. Just, just we got to save our get, energy for that. In the words of Terrell Owens, get your popcorn ready. Um, but other than that, I, staying in the AFC South, how about the Browns? Yeah, staying in the AFC. The Browns are what nine and three now. Yeah, such a they were destroying they, the Titans they, at they, halftime. The Titans almost came back. You see that they only lost mm, by six. And dare I say, Baker Mayfield MVP. I, he I, looked like it. He looked good. Three hundred passing yards, four touchdowns in the first half against an eight and four team. That's nuts. I, it was really okay, doesn't so, even have Odell. And the two hundredth episode of NFL Red Zone huge shout out nfl red zone oh yeah Be- best in concoction ever made just awesome Beautiful. stuff in the witching hour quote unquote of nfl red zone was one of the best i've seen you had oh yeah it was crazy the browns were, were close the titans were, were they had there was an onside kick attempt from the titans that didn't pan out and then on the other double box you had the jets <laughs> almost win a football game but once again all out blitz I, With six seconds on the clock. I'm <laughs> nobody wants to hear it, and Greg Williams lost his job for it, but people in New York should start a GoFundMe to pay out the rest of Greg Williams' salary because he did them a favor with that play call. Yeah. And I honestly would like to think it was on purpose that he did that because they literally just got Trevor Lawrence with that loss. And I don't care how much Jet fans say, oh, we want to win. No, you don't. Why? Trevor Lawrence is a once-in-a-generation quarterback. He is one of the best quarterback prospects we've seen in a decade. And in a week two where it looks like the Jaguars were going to lose again, they almost pulled out a win somehow against the Vikings and shot their chances too. But the Jaguars end up losing. They go to 1-11. and why should the Jets win a game, go to 1-11 just like the Jaguars, and all of a sudden have it 50-50 for who gets the first pick? Mm. Now instead, you're still a game behind. You're probably not coming that close to a victory again. God, they were so close. Yeah, they, they literally did win it if they didn't make that play call at the end. Yeah, and I, I, mean, I think that it has to be intentional because every defensive coordinator, hell, every couch potato sitting at home watching that game whose only experience with a football field is watching knows that in that situation you call a prevent defense you stick eight people in the end zone and you don't let them get in man up like like the jets could have put in jamison crowder at safety for all i care it's it it, it's sad and i laughed that i laughed when the texans lost and i laughed when the jets i was like lol it's like lol it was intentional jets it it had to be intentional no way that's not intentional. And, I mean, and honestly, like, you know, Greg Williams lost his job for it. It's not the first time he's lost his job. Greg Williams is electric on hard knocks. <laughs> he's electric on hard knocks. <laughs> he's been electric in his whole career. He's got this debacle now. Uh, he's got, you know, Bounty Gate under his belt already. 
but it, what a career from Greg Williams, yeah. honestly. Him? Somehow getting hired again and then getting fired, being a, the martyr, basically, to save the Jets franchise. And don't forget, Adam Gase is still your head coach. I, I don't know how long that one can last. <laughs> he should have been out the door after his opening interview, and he looked like he just had, like, a pound of, like, smelling salts. He was amped. He His, his eyes were, like... He didn't have eyelids. His eyes were just open. He was on that Steve Ballmer type beat. He was on that Steve. I, he Ballmer was on that. Pack. It was on that Brawny pack, honestly. Yo, yo. <laughs> yeah, but I, but like, how how does Greg Williams loses? I mean, he deserved to lose, John. I mean, but don't, don't get me wrong. That that whole training, the whole coaching staff needs to. Get oh clean, yeah, clean house. They need to clean house. But at least before he got fired, he gave them the first pick, basically. And then let's talk about Glennon. Mike Glennon almost almost led the Jags to a win, yeah. but. Man, oh man! Just came Vikings came up just again. a little bit short in that's, overtime. That's another sloppy. Vikings are on a streak. They've won, I think, five in a row now. They find They're fighting. The hey, they have a huge game this week against the Buccaneers. Winner of that game jumps into the third wild card spot, I believe. Maybe even the second wild card spot. I mean, the Vikings started out so badly. Everyone was talking about how you know it was time for Mike Zimmer to go clean house there because they were another team. It was us. And the Vikings, that 0-4 versus 0-4 matchup, everyone was like, you know, whoever loses this game, they just need to clean out everyone in their in their system. And we lost the game. And we lost the game, and it happened. Bill O'Brien was fired. But, I, I mean, you have to think, if the Vikings lose that game, go to 0-5, this season is so different. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, I like like I said, I mean, I, first year first year OC and uh, Gary Kubiak, former Texas yeah. head coach, and and their their offense in the past few weeks at least has been amazing. Mm-hmm. Justin Jefferson is a star. Remember we talked about that boot play. Oh yeah, Thielen's Thielen's in the end zone every week. It feels like he. I think he's leading the league in touchdowns for wide receivers. Dalvin Cook is a freak. Oh, Dalvin Cook's cheat code. Alexander Madison, best backup running back in the league. Kirk Cousins is formidable. I would even argue top half quarterback. I'd say top That's fifteen in the tight. league. That's bold take. I'd say he's top I, 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 res- I respect that though. I as long as he's that. as long as he's not playing a good team. Yeah, but I mean, I, I get exactly what you're saying. I mean, the Viking. I mean, just saying if the Texans win that game, Bill O'Brien probably probably still has his job. Maybe. Um, Depends on how he responds after that, but that's crazy. It, 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 it's nuts. But you know, I feel bad for the Jags because they really don't have. I mean, they had that's what they're fourth quarterback in glennon they've had luton glennon Minshew, glennon they had Foles last year at the beginning of the year so they really don't have their their franchise quarterback but uh now you have jalen hurts i mean you've already give given carson wentz his bag oh yeah jalen hurts he looked good i I didn't i didn't really watch it but anything's better than carson wentz right now 15 15 picks it's crazy to think i mean i mean that's dog but you know that whole division is just caca right yeah. now. But you it, know, it looks like it looks like Colt McCoy and the New York Giants are on their way to winning that em. division. Not, Big hook them, Giants ca- over the Seahawks. Who cares about Danny Dimes when you have Colt McCoy, Russell? Who? DK? Who? Oh, All I know is Colt McCoy and Wayne Gallman Jr. Good God, Evan Ingram too. Why not? Hey, throw them in there. The Gi- so the Giants are number one. Yeah, they're in, first place in, in their division, which is numbing to think. And about. and it's and it's not even the Cowboys or the Eagles that they're fighting for first place with. It's the Washington Football it's Team, the who WFT, just, who just beat the undefeated eleven and zero Washington or Pittsburgh Steelers on Monday Night Football, and they looked good. 
Oh, they, yeah. The WFT look good. Alex like, Smith Alex, is a dog. That's such... Could you imagine Alex Smith comes back, play still with the football team, and he finds his way into the playoffs on a... Yeah. On, on after Dude, I was just, I was just cringing watching that game, too, because did you see towards the end of the first half, I know he had that field goal play that everyone's talking about where he grabbed the ball and made them stop the clock, and they ended up getting three points out of it, basically. But, like, on the play before that, they had to call timeout because he got sacked and got cleated, mm-hmm. and like his ankle was just gushing blood. Yeah, and, and they I, taped him up. Like he's just a dog. Originally, I thought that it was his bad yeah. leg, but it wasn't. Yeah, like, I know we were talking. Like we saw a replay before we started taping. And you're like, God, every time I see Alex Smith get hit, I just cringe. And like just seeing that guy have blood running down his leg and going back out there is just insane. You want to talk about a dog? Through. That is a. It dog. is ridiculous. He is a man amongst boys at times because the, the, the amount of cojones this guy has is yeah crazy just absolutely nuts maybe a little too high honestly yeah i would have just cut my I, losses and retire yeah, if i were him i'm gonna here. be completely honest jeez i can't even imagine living in that situation but yeah. big ups to him big ups to josh allen i'm just gonna give josh yeah. allen some love oh yeah last game he played at state farm stadium was was, was a sad one uh, with okay. deandre hopkins uh making that catch we yeah. miss you new hey, speaking of mvp candidates <laughs> Josh, Josh Allen. Allen. Put him on that list. The Wyoming wizard, Joshua Allen, is doing digits for my fantasy yeah. team. I know everybody just wants to know about my fantasy team, <laughs> JK, JK. But I'll say this. I had two players not even give me points this week. Clyde wow. Edwards-Hilaire did not give me points. Sad to say. Yeah. Kyle Rudolph started him over no offense. He didn't give me points. Mm. I was thinking I was going to lose and miss out on the playoffs. But what happens? I get an explosion. 30 points Joshua. from Josh Allen. Can can Beast. you can someone tame this man? 375 yards, four touchdowns. I mean he's, he's so good. And uh, I think once again, we've talked about it before. That playoff game between the Texans and the Bills, who who would have thought that the Bills would be in the position they're in, yeah. and the Texans would be in the position they're in. And big ups to the Bills management for going out and get Steph, getting oh, Stephon oh Diggs in the offseason. That's been so yeah. big for them. And yeah. and it hasn't even just been him. I've got Cole Beasley on the bench yeah, of my fantasy say, team. Cole Beasley had 28 points on, on my bench this week. Gabriel Davis had a touchdown today, I want to say. You know, you got Tyler Croft manning the tight end position. I mean, it's mm-hmm. not household names, but they're getting the job done. And, you know, Zach Moss really didn't have a big yeah. game this week. But, you got I Moss mean, that, and Singletary, that a, that too. That's a, a good de- that, yeah, That's a good a, duo. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and their defense is also well, well, very good, using my good grammar. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it, it's just, once again, pain. Pain yeah. is the name of the game right now. If you're living in the city of Houston, if your name's Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Pretty much, if, if if your team is not doing good, feel bad for you. I'm sorry, but we'll look forward to it, man. I, it, last thing, I was I knew I forgot about it. Broncos almost beat the Chiefs. It was really close. They look good. Their offense looked really good in the can first you, half. Can you imagine what it's like to actually have a quarterback? I, I mean, well, apparently a, Drew Locke is a difference maker. What a, what a novel concept. It wasn't even it wasn't even the quarterback either though. It was just the threat of having the passing game that made yeah. it work because Melvin Gordon was the star of that game offensively. Because when you're so one dimensional, yeah, I mean the defense when they so played the Saints, they knew what was happening every single play, and they could play man coverage across the board that whole game and kendall hinton wasn't going to torch you like they really didn't have any sort of threat downfield i I, like the saints were pretty much just loading you know six seven in the box every play and and, Mm -hmm. you know wherever the chips fell with the wide receivers that's what happened but kendall hinton wasn't getting them the ball 
Big ups, Kendall Hinton. Story of the year. <laughs> and and I, you know, the Chiefs really did luck out in that game. Mm-hmm. The Broncos were right there the and, whole you know, time. We actually have we have a football game tonight. We got a little Ravens, Ravens and the boys, which will yeah. be fun. That that whole last week was so crazy. Yeah, it's still crazy. Um, the whole COVID situation. Is there going to be a week eighteen? Who knows? We just got to hope and pray that there's no more COVID outbreaks within any other team. Yeah. Um, but that's all barring testing and maybe not going to a strip club like James Harden. But oh, yeah. subtle, subtle knock on James Harden. We'll get into that. You but can even transition if you we, want. We, we got to go to college basketball. Oh, you want to go to college? We'll go first. to college. We're keep building we're, up the. We're returning the boys into men. Hey, they, they they can actually act like how they're acting. Hey, hook them. That's all I gotta say. Maui Invitational. I know I talked about it on Hump Day, but they went out. They beat the Tar Heels. They were looking great. Went to play Villanova at the Frank Irwin Center, and they were looking like they were in it the whole time, and Villanova just pulled away right at the end. But hey, you lose a close game to Villanova. It's their first loss of the season. They're still bumped up to number 13. I'm pumped. Mm-hmm. I am pumped. That's a good football Matt good Coleman team. needs to be on everybody's radar nationwide because he is one of the best guards in the country. He is an absolute dog. Good take. If you want a James Harden comparison, he's not as good as James Harden, but he plays like him. I mean, he is just a dog on the court. Man amongst boys. And, and that that team, the other shout out I want to give on the Longhorns is Brock Cunningham. He is an absolute not to be confused with glue Cade. guy. No, not to be confused, not to be with, confused Cade. with Cade. But Brock is one of the best defenders in the Big Twelve, if not the best. I think the big disappointment this week was the fact that Baylor had to back out of another big matchup. Oh yeah, they backed out of the Arizona yeah. State game, and now they're backing out of the Gonzaga game. I don't, I don't think it was their fault this time. No, it was, it was Gonzaga's, Gonzaga's fault. fault this time. Um, and that was a bit one. And hey, matchup. I mean, as long as that game is rescheduled, I'm fine with it. Uh, especially because it'll probably mean both the teams can be at full strength. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jalen Suggs, I know, went down with the ankle injury earlier in the week. It looks like he probably wasn't going to play. If he did, he wasn't going to be at full strength and and you know i know mark few said you know we'll find a way to play this game because he wants to and that he's just a dog for that i mean gonzaga lives off of those early season and non-conference talk, yeah, games yeah need, we talked about that last requires week requires their non-conference yeah, they need schedule them. to be good so and and if they can play it in the year later in the year good for them i would love to see it i don't think these teams are going to be moving away from the one and two spot anytime soon anytime soon unless my horns on sunday go out and beat baylor Oh wow! Sunday afternoon, Big Twelve plays starting. Right, Imagine is, is that is that live from Austin? Is it live? From I believe it's in Waco, actually. Oh, a little wacko Waco, actually. Yeah, that's gonna be a fun game. That's gonna be a great game. That's gonna be a really fun game. But yeah, the top three holding steady. Um, what else we got? We, we got we got U of A. Let's let's talk about the the. Cougs. Oh, let's do it. Go Cougs! I Wynn love them. Grimes. And Draymond it's such Martin. a good win too this mm-hmm. past week they beat i think it was south carolina they were missing like their two best players kelvin sampson wasn't on the bench the assistant coach wasn't on the bench they and they like went out there and won anyway out there and won won a big ball game they're up yeah. to seven big ups tremont mark had like 18 yeah. points started american conference freshman of the week two weeks in a row i mean you can't get much better than that oh no, you can't so you know michigan State yeah. up to four kansas at five U of H after up that to yeah seven. after I mean, that wisconsin loss is what allowed those teams to move up that was crazy did you U see H? the end of that marquette uh, was tied they missed the free throw Oh yeah, um, and then and then the tip in with like no time left on the clock, just tipped it in off of the offensive rebound on the free throw miss. Crazy nuts, absolutely. But yeah, nuts. the the Big Ten continues to be the best conference in basketball. Mm-hmm. It looks like Michigan State, Illinois, Iowa, uh, Wisconsin, still all top ten teams, mm-hmm. which is insane. ISU still only loss has been to the uh, the crazy Villanova team, yeah. but. I'm okay with it. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, I'm just crazy. To, U of H up to seven. That, that's that's nuts. U of H basketball school. 
basketball school. And just another testament to Kelvin Sampson, a hell of a coach. Yeah. Hell of a coach. Hell of an assistant coach with the Rockets. As long as they don't find any violations. And you know who was who was at uh U of H's facility? This is gonna be a wonderful segue. Who's that? James Harden. Oh wow. But you know who left? Who? The next day? James Harden. Do you know who's not in Houston right now? Three days into training camp. Is it James Harden? It's James Harden. I was going to say another word, but it's James Harden. <sighs> and, you know. James we, F. Harden. I, I'm wearing the jersey right now because yeah, it might be the last time I get to the, wear the jersey. I have like three James Harden jerseys just chilling because that's how long he's been with the Rockets. And what do we got right now? We are in yet again another purgatory. We already yep. made our one big move. John Wall is now a rocket which i'm here yeah. for oh I yeah i love that trade. oh yeah it we pisses me off that happened earlier that's that's how much stuff has happened this week we traded russell westbrook for john wall and a first round pick let's go john wall looks good him and boogie are back together yeah. let's get excited that was the one trade that i liked for russ because it benefited oh, yeah. both teams and this 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 week has just been so ridiculously up and down because I, there were a few days where I was excited to be a Rockets oh fan. Gosh, we we going- traded for John Wall. We've got Wall and Cousins. All reports for both of them in practice are great things. It looks like both of them are healthy. Boogie's getting back to his 2017 form. We've got Christian Wood. We're going to have Harden, Tucker, House. And then in the past like three days, it's just all gone downhill because Harden doesn't show up. Uh, and he's, he's nowhere to be found. Like, a, a, like imagine giving a, a phone to a sixth. Oh yeah, and yeah. telling them how that's exactly how he's acting. He's just so, rubbing it in our face. He's he's going out partying with little baby. So the first night I was fine with. It. I was kind of like, okay, that's kind of sus. I mean, because training camp starts in a couple of days and goes out. Little baby posts on his Instagram. Um, to you know, we can play the audio clip real quick. But yeah, so he ended up getting him a Richard Mill watch. Uh, a Prada bag, a hundred thousand dollars, and just the Prada bag was filled with honey buns. So he got me a honey nice. bun with a honey bun, and a Prada bag because he prodded me. He was proud of him. <laughs> um, but besides the point, obviously there's still a pandemic going on, and I don't think anybody cared because there was well over, I would even say over 500, 600 yeah. people at Little Baby's birthday bash. And um, and it's honestly, I, could we run into any sanctions from the NBA or from the team when well, he gets back? He hasn't reported, so yeah, he hasn't know. reported, so they can't do anything to him right now. But imagine when he comes back. I mean, they have evidence of him, you know. I mean, essentially breaking protocol. There, there's been, there's been. We're, I'm waiting. We're recording this at about one o'clock in the morning right now, Monday or Tuesday morning, and we're waiting to see the the fourth day in a row of James Harden yeah. partying in Vegas. He had said, and it, 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 it's. The main issue I have with this is Steven Stylus does not deserve this. No. This guy has come in, been nothing but all smiles, willing to roll with the punches, understands everything that's going yeah. on. And, and he's, he's such excited. an honest guy. He's such an honest guy in his interviews, too. I mean, it's it's uh, it's you know good to hear from him. I enjoy watching his interviews <laughs> because, has- you know, he gives it to you honest. He says, you know, this team's not where we're at defensively. We're working on a lot of defense. He talks about John Wall in detail, talks about what's going on. Uh, he said... I think it was Wall and Cousins had like a buzzer beater little little thing going in practice. And then you bring up James Harden and it just goes south because Silas, you know, is trying to stay positive and all of it. And, you know, props to him for that. But, you know, he's just having to sit there saying, you know, don't ask me. Wait until he comes back. I mean, I, you know, and today he ba- he has finally just had to say, yeah, this is a setback. And, and I really is, wish it, he was it, here. It's like at some point either 
shit or get off the pot. You yeah. know, like tell us what you want to do. If, yeah. if you're just going to be cryptic and John Wall had an introductory press conference. He talks about James saying, James is coming. James is coming. Harden within 20 minutes, post a picture on his Instagram story of him with like a, I don't even know how to describe the emoji. Just like a, you know, like that's not, that's not facts. And it's all this cryptic stuff acting yeah. like we're, we're having to decipher what he's saying. Um, you know, the only two times he hasn't posted on Instagram, the only two times he's posted and said anything publicly has been through his Instagram stories where we've had to decipher. Of course, when the initial trade rumors came out of him to the Nets, he puts a, a bottle without the cap. So we didn't know what to say, whether that was cap or no cap. Travis Scott posts a picture with him with Travis Scott's posts a picture with yeah. no net on the basketball hoop. So we're making all these broad yeah. accusations. We don't know what's going on for James Harden. And now the Rockets have a game in, now three days and Harden's not going to be there. And even if he does come back, he might not even be ready for the season to start. Oh no. I think at this point when he comes back, he's almost definitely missing the first couple games of the season just because, you know, how long is he going to have to quarantine when he finally decides to stop partying, you know, all across the country. It's honestly just irresponsible. Even if he's not, you know, in the public eye, it's just irresponsible in general for people to be doing that right now. And, you know, he's basically just flaunting it in front of us, just saying, mm-hmm. You know, this is a big F you to you guys. Which is so unwarranted from the city of Houston. We, yeah. we have been nothing but supportive of James Harden throughout the entire... I mean, this guy gets so much hatred. And I, I'll go I'll go to bat for the guy oh, yeah. on any day. I'll go up on the mountain. I'll fight for him any day of the week because yeah. that's how much I believe in James Harden. This guy's a fun basketball player to watch. Yes, he uses the ball a lot. Yes, he holds the ball a lot. But man, is he fun to watch. He puts oh, yeah. up points and he's fun to watch. Yet here we are and this this city. And it really begs me to wonder, how bad is the culture? We had a couple of people, including this one. He was verified, but I really don't trust him. He said that Harden's camp compared the Rockets to the Knicks. They call them the Knicks of the South, which I think is so unwarranted. Yes, it may not be the best culture to be in, but I mean. Yeah. And, it, and you know, we're talking so much about Harden. We haven't even touched on P.J. Tucker. Yeah. P.J. Tucker had his press conference on Monday today or yesterday. And PJ, he, they, I mean, first off, they started talk, asking questions about James, which is, I mean, I, that's got to be annoying as a player. Yeah. Like, you, oh, don't, yeah. you obviously don't know what's I going get that. on. Um, but then they talked about contract extension and he said, next question, which obviously, if, if you are PJ Tucker, you got to be kind of upset with how much money you're getting well, yeah. paid. But eh, I mean, you're so old, not yeah. to be, not to be mean, but I mean, this guy's getting up in age. He's oh, still yeah. performing, but. If he really wants a bag, I don't know if it's going to come from the Rockets. So Yeah, and he can uh, – players at that age can just regress so quickly. You really don't know mm-hmm. what you're getting. It, it takes one injury, and then yeah. it's a waste of money. Carmelo was like, what, two years removed from being an all-star when he signed with the Rockets and had that, like, 11-game disaster? God, that was terrible. Like, was I, it, it really is just insane how I'm, – and I'm not saying P.J. Tucker is anywhere near Carmelo Anthony, but, you know, these these players that are getting up there in age really do just have to – you know, you, they have to prove themselves before they can get any deals because there are so many younger, you know, just as talented players essentially that are coming into the league that are, you know, 10 times cheaper. And and if you can get one of them, you know, if you can get a Lou Dort instead of a PJ Tucker, do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, every franchise is going to do that. And, you know, we we get the Twitter, you know, they, they quote him on Twitter, put on what they're saying. But when I went back and listened and watched PJ Tucker's body, and his body language was so bad. 
he was like, yeah, I'm a chameleon. I, I can do whatever, whenever, blah, blah, blah. Like he was, he just looked mad. Yeah. And that's not something you want to see from your, your glue, who's been your glue guy throughout this entire thing. And yes, things have changed. And he even mentioned it. He's like, there's a lot of new faces, new guys just trying to meet them. It, it is different. I mean, right now your backup point guards, Jerry and Grant. I mean, go Irish. Yeah, go Irish. But you have him. Who I mean, Gerald Green's back, so it's yeah. a little bit of a mixture. I and mean, of Macklemore. course, Christian Woods different, Macklemore, Nawaba, yeah. Bruno Caboclo, my boy. Um, <laughs> but it's just oh my gosh, I let's do predictions. I and, I don't I don't have anything else to yeah, say. I'll, I'll say one more thing. I really don't understand what James Harden's doing. Yeah. That's that's the most pressing thing from. That's the most you know pressing issue here for me with this whole thing is why isn't James Harden realizing that with this John Wall trade and the Christian Wood acquisition and the apparent resurgence of DeMarcus Cousins in practice it really looks like if he just comes back and buys in for the next two seasons this team is absolutely good enough to beat the Lakers top three it's a top three team in the west with the Lakers and the Clippers and and he's he's he said he wanted to play with John Wall. We got him John yeah. Wall. He said he wanted to play with Russ. We got him Russ. The amount of t- carnage yeah. he has put onto this organization, a in trading CP3 recklessly to get Russell Westbrook, who has let's just accept the fact that was a nightmare. That was a failed experience. That was a terrible acquisition. That was a failed experience. And it was it comes out now that Harden was pushing for it. It was clearly something Maury didn't want to make a trade. Maury didn't want to make, and now it's getting to the point where it's like. We trusted in this guy, and I still do to a certain extent, but that the, the trust factor on his side towards us is waning, yeah. and the amount of respect that we have for him is waning as well. And yeah. I and like getting even if he does get traded, the trade the Rockets aren't accepting a trade unless it's a a, a young star and b a, a ton of picks. I'm talking a Brinks truck full of picks. Um, and the, the, the Nets package is not, we're not going to accept it. No. We would have already done it if we would. Yeah. Uh, Karis LeVert, don't see him. The only thing I could see is maybe the Pelicans. The Pelicans, I mean, there's obviously going to be a market. This is a top five player in the league. Yeah. But. For sure. I, I, I don't understand how he thinks that getting traded is going to be better for him. Yeah. I understand he doesn't want to go through a rebuild. We're not going through it. We just retooled around him. So, exactly. and, and you know, I think hot take. Even if the Rockets do trade Harden, let's hypothetically say they trade Harden for let, let's let's just say they budge and they take the Karras deal. This team is still good. Oh yeah, they're still playoff team. I mean, they're probably. still. I mean, probably six, seven, eight seed in the yeah, West. Yeah, back but into the Western Conference. I, I I don't understand why he doesn't think this team is literally built around him. He is the engine that gets the Rockets going. Yeah. So for him to be reckless and not want to play is is just so dumbfounded to me. Yeah. And we're sitting here, I think, what, 28, 16 days out of the regular season? Yeah. And about two weeks. Yeah. And we're, we have, we, we thought we were fine. We traded Russ. We were like, okay, cool, fine, let's go. That means James is staying, hopefully. Yeah. And no. And it, it, it's crazy to think Russ showed up to practice two hours early for Wizards practice to meet yeah. all the guys and set the tone. Harden is in Vegas and party and props to John Wall as well, because Wall is doing the same thing, essentially. I mean, I don't know if I've seen any stories exactly. Like and that, I love but John Wall. Yeah, he's showing up at practice every day. He's being a dog. Silas said the ball movement in practice looks good. They're practicing defense a lot to work on that. I mean, you know, Wall clearly is buying in. He's 
committed to this team. Mm-hmm. And at this point, we really do just need the hardened buy-in. And once we get that, this team can go places. Because if you don't want to play for us, then you can go. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're LeBron James. If you want to yeah. play here, if you're if you're having doubts, yeah, adios later. Yeah. Because this is a team that is built in, 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 just like in any sport. You don't want to play, and if you're not going to be a hundred percent, then why play at all? Yeah. Then his whole issue, his mom puts on on Instagram that he wants to go chase a ring. Wait, you're already wait, here. Where are you going? You're already here. Where are you going They're, to chase the a ring? The Lakers at? aren't going to trade for you. The Clippers aren't going to trade for you. We're not going to ship you to Brooklyn. I there's really one place he could go where he two places I'll say where he could go to chase a ring, Brooklyn and Philadelphia. We don't ship him to Brooklyn just because we're not going to give in and give him what he wants, especially for Karis LeVert. That's not good enough. Mm-mm. And then a Philadelphia trade, I you know, as much as I would be a lot less opposed to trading for Ben Simmons. We've just traded for a true point guard in John Wall. Not to mention Daryl Morey is the GM there, and Tillman's already kind of hinted that he's not going to give Daryl Morey what he wants. So Harden has to realize that he's stuck in this position, might as well make the most of it, because he's still going to be getting paid. The question is whether he wants to do it playing basketball. And, And if he's not enjoying the playing basketball part, what's he playing for? Exactly. Just retire. You've made hundreds of millions of dollars. You have the shoe deal. Just retire. It, it, it's so dumbfounded. To you're me. you're in a place where you can win a ring. Just and the city loves come fight him. for it. He's yeah. opening a restaurant in the city of Houston. I, the the so, whole problem is he wants it to come to him. Other people should be coming to him to chase a ring. You should build a championship team around James Harden. You shouldn't have James Harden saying, "Ship me to a team that's already in position to win a championship." Because if you have that level of talent and you're just trying to, you know, kind of get carried by other stars or join other stars so it's easy for you to win a championship, I mean, you're just a little bitch. Mm-hmm. That's the truth. That's that's facts. Harden's no got to stop being a little bitch. Yeah, He's got to man up. He's got to show up to practice, say, this is my team. Thanks for, thanks for you know, carrying the team, you know, holding on to the reins for a few days at practice, John Wall. I'll be taking the team be back now. Alpha. Thank you very much. Be an alpha. And just show up and go nuts at practice. Because he's eventually going pull, to have to talk. Pull a Jimmy Butler. I don't care. Go go to practice and play with the third team and dominate the first team for all I care. Just show up. Exactly. So I, I, he's inevitably going to have to talk. Whether it's with the Rockets or with another team, he is going to have to talk in front of the media. And what he has to say yeah. is going to be very interesting. He's got to explain himself. It, 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 he's not. He's hurting his trade value too yeah. by just going out there and acting like a fool. So, you know, let, like I said, we were going to touch on predictions. Let's do it. This time next week, where is James Harden? I think... He reports by the end of the week, but he either has to quarantine for COVID because of contact tracing, just because of everywhere he's been, or I know he's already going to have to quarantine X amount of days and will probably miss the start of the regular season. I think he ends up getting more than that and is probably either fined or suspended for kind of those posts. I don't know how much they can go into them, but I mean, he's basically just admitted to breaking protocol multiple times this week on his on his Instagram story. They got you in 4K. Yeah, they, I mean, they really, <laughs> they really did. did. I mean, he, he's really on Instagram did. just there, you know, yeah. talking. It's like, come on. Uh, my prediction: I'm gonna go with. Um, I, I I could see it either way. I don't. I I think the Rockets are willing to get uncomfortable, and I think that's what they're gonna do is yeah. get uncomfortable. So I think James Harden probably will not report, and he's still gonna be a Rocket, and the Rockets will play 
You think? Their starting five is going to be John Wall, Eric Gordon, Daniel House, PJ Tucker, Christian Wood. Still a playoff team. Still a playoff team. With Cousins on the bench. If, if John Wall plays like he's been playing, and like they've been saying in practice, and Boogie Cousins is back to being the best center in basketball, or even even mid-tier. Yeah. Absolutely. That's a playoff team. Absolutely. Uh, but without James Harden, I don't know what to think. Man, this guy's been... We're not a championship team without James Harden, mm-hmm. and he needs to realize that he is the championship part of this team. But... For him to be, I hate even using the word selfish, but that's what he's doing uh, No, right that's, now. What he's, that's what he's doing it, right it, now. It's sad to see. Yeah. So, But that season's starting. You know what? The, the right hot around the stove, corner. The hot stove's getting a little lukewarm. Man, I don't even know why. We're, I, I'm still just depressed. I'm, yeah. I'm mad. I'm mad. But you know, I'm I, you know, I'm actually mad because Dane Dunning is no <laughs> Dane longer a Dunning. White Sox. He started a playoff game, didn't he? Yeah. He is uh, the executive vice president of the Rec Spec Club, and now he's going to be going to Texas for Lance Lynn. This news broke about three hours ago. Kind of an eh trade. The White Sox get a starting pitcher. At least they, we get to watch him play against the Astros more often That'll now. be fun. I, maybe he'll get some neon or like that oh, pow, powder dude, that blue. Sexy. Powder blue. More Rex Dane Specs. Dunning in my life is what I need. Yeah. Although the White Sox are my team now, so I'm a little bit yeah. disappointed he's gone. So, I mean, Lance Lynn was kind of – just like CC Sabathia when he was playing for the uh, Brewers that one year, they just they would just leave yeah. him in. It doesn't matter. It doesn't and, matter. And you know, maybe maybe in. the White Sox are going to be the next Astros sort of in terms of starting pitching because you saw the resurgence of Keuchel last year with them. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've clearly got some sort of formula like Brent Strom's that's working in Chicago where they can take guys who are sort of on the back ends of their careers and kind of re rebuild them. And you know, if they do that with Lance Lynn, he was. Close to being the ERA leader a couple seasons yeah. ago, wasn't he? That season where him and Miner were both like crazy. Mike Miner. Like, if Lance Lynn goes back to that, I mean, the White Sox are in a good position. They're already a good team, but mm-hmm. I, if they with, get the staff to compete with a team like the Yankees or the Astros, I mean, watch out next year. Watch out for the White Sox. I mean, they they they, they showed themselves glimpses at times. Oh, yeah. And speaking of pitching staffs, are your uh, Los I, Angeles I'm, Angels? I'm, you know what? I'm not even mad anymore. I'm pumped because the Angels made two small but large moves, both of the Iglesias variety. Um, they picked up Jose Iglesias, former Red Sox, former Oriole, current Angel, um, replacing Andrew Simmons. Uh, I don't know where Simba's going to go. Simba gave us some good times, uh, but it's Iglesias time. And I, I we could theoretically still get... Um, bring back Simmons, but I don't think so. I think it's going to be a platoon of Iglesias and Luis Ranjifo, who is just a lot of really fun to watch. And of course, David Fletcher, who's the boy. David Fletcher. Tommy Lestella, David Fletcher. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Lestella's with the A's. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, My bad. And then the bigger move is getting rid of Noe Ramirez, who was one of our more solid uh, bullpen relievers, which is not saying much because our bullpen is one of the worst in baseball. We picked up Rysel Iglesias. High upside. High upside guy. He's got his bag. We're willing to pay for it because Artie Moreno has limitless range with when it comes to dough. Um, you have a closer. Uh, you picked up Cody Allen a couple years ago. That didn't pan out. But Iglesias no. has proved to be good. He he was kind of shaky this year. A little bit of control issues. but He's he's proven question mark. Yeah, he's got the stuff. Better than Ty Buck. And then possibly an even bigger move for the Angels. Oh, yeah. So late Saturday night, Trevor Bauer says, Hey, Halos fans, are you up? 
which you know insinuates that he's thinking about Anaheim at this hour. I mean, let's he get sent, pumped he for sent that. Los Angeles Angels fans a "Hey, you up?" text. I mean, come on. He's been toying with a lot of people. He he was in Houston a couple months ago. Yeah. He posts. Uh, oh yeah, he posted a picture. He posted outside a picture of an MMA. Said home or he said some stupid thing like yeah. that. But I mean, hey. Trevor Bauer has all the leverage in it in the world. He can oh, go yeah. wherever he wants. He could pitch on Mars if he wanted to. Absolutely. I mean, this guy's coming off the Cy Young. It's eerily similar to Garrett Cole uh, last year. Yeah. Even probably Cole, probably not as dominant. Not as, as dominant, did, but, but he's gonna get Cy Young paid. Award winner. But he's getting his bag. And and he's such an interesting character too, because on top of that talent, he is the kind of guy who is willing to sacrifice his long-term future to just jump from team to team and try to win a championship mm-hmm. he has said in interviews before i don't know if he's still living by it but he's only going to sign one-year deals yeah. or two-year deals yeah he said and he only, you know just sign one year 30 million dollar deals every year I, could, I would love to see a two-year like 60 million dollar deal yeah. coming to the angels and it's certainly it's a really interesting way to think because that you have to think that players in that locker room when he does get signed you're kind of thinking okay what's up with this guy like clearly he doesn't have any sort of team loyalty no he's definitely a maverick he, he but he's going he's going to go out there to win whether he, it's for the team or himself he's going to do everything he can every every time he pitches and, to get himself a ring and it's kind of like a ballsy type deal because you're betting on yourself yeah. a lot of people i mean cole locked up what is it 345 million yeah, over 12 like 12 324 I yeah say. some some he got his back yeah. let's just say that but for bauer i mean if you're betting on you're betting on yourself speaking of chad moves that's a chad move that is a chad that's move. a chad move for trevor bauer to say you know what i'm gonna be good every year i know i'm gonna be good i'm gonna take one and two year deals jump around the league i'm bound to get on a championship just team like eventually and we'll be the show but hey i'm here for a trevor bauer and who knows, Sonny Gray's on the trading block too. Oh, they yeah. just can make another deal with the Reds, and then you reunite Gray and Bauer. It'd be beautiful. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm just getting Andrew goosebumps Heaney. thinking about it. Heen dog, <laughs> Shohei Otani, maybe king of the innings eater right there, yeah. Andrew Heaney. Heen dog is cold. Don't even cat. And then we're forgetting about Lord Bundy. Oh yeah. Who, who Speaking of innings eaters, robbed, robbed of the side <laughs> did Lord it. Bundy. Um, but yet we have the fake winter meetings going on right now. So we could see a little flurry of action this week. It's going to be slow moving. Yeah, I doubt we see anything crazy yet. Oh, you know, it would be the encapsulating. Let's just hypothetically say the Texans already suck. I mean, that that's already a given. The Rockets don't have James Harden. Let's just say George Springer signs with the... Oh, man. Imagine Springer going to the A's. That's not happening. But can you imagine? Or Springer to the Dodgers. That would be, can, that'd be depressing. I don't think I can handle that. Um, but we could probably see experience to the Mets. Springer's, Springer's actually been rumored to go to the Blue Jays, which is going to be interesting. Oh, if yeah. he goes with up, up north, they're probably going to play in Buffalo again this year. Yeah. So that's crazy. Super likely to end up in the AL East either way, I think, mm-hmm. whether it's the Blue Jays, the Red Sox. I think those are probably the two most likely teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, and we're also getting news this week. Uh, the 120 minor league invites are going out this week. So we're going to understand who is going to be on the chopping block and what teams are not going to have MLB affiliation this year. So we've talked about how you should do your research on how messed up that situation is, but uh, we're going to get, it's going to, it's going to start to get ugly and we got another labor labor contract coming in after this year. So things are not looking up in baseball. No, Um, not in the long term, not in the long term, not in the short term right now, because there ain't no signings. Yeah, we're getting hype over Lance Lynn. Come on. Yeah. You know, not even Lance Lynn, Dane Dunning. Give me Dane Dunning. That's the star of that trade right Mm -hmm. there. Dane Dunning. Rangers won the trade. I think so. Hot take. Yeah. And I think I think both teams too. I think both teams benefit from it. Mm-hmm. I think Tony the White Sox lose too. a little bit of upside there, 
But oh yeah, another another thing. If Larusa actually ends up ever being the White Sox manager, that's where Lance Lynn started his career was with the Larusa managed team mm-hmm. in St. Louis. And you know, you were talking, we were talking about who was starting his first game. <laughs> Colby Rasmus. Colby Rasmus out in center. Aubrey Huff. John Jay in the outfield playing against Aubrey Huff in the Giants. Blast. Ryan Terrio leading off at shortstop. You want to talk about a blast from the past? I'm still I'm still shook about that Ryan Terrio. I forgot he existed. Mm-hmm. I forgot I Ryan Terrio was Ryan a baseball Terrio. player. My first he gave me my first ball. Cubs that's, that's Astros. Dope. Twenty Yeah, he was a long time. Two thousand eight. Him I mean that Cubs team, Kosuke Fukudome. Yeah. Cole. Aramis Ramirez. Yeah. Derek Lee. Carlos Sembrano. Good God. Ryan Dempster. Mm, Dempster, that's a name. That's a name right there. Um, oh, Carlos Marmol. Oh, yeah. Closer. <laughs> Good. And then Lou Pinella to top it all God, off. God, that team was that's, so that's, overpaid. Oh, too much money. Ridiculous. No rings. Shout out Steve Bartman to close out the episode. Shout out Steve Bartman. Um, but yeah, man. Ah, depression, sadness, yeah. pain xxx tentacion hey, couple couple notes outside of you know the main sports though did you see uh snoop dogg's getting his own show D-O-G. like a like a boxing show yeah yeah after after his after his performance on the tyson you, jones you fight. talk about leveraging your bets oh yeah they're one giving, good night and now they're giving dope. him a, i forget what it's on it's on something like the zone or one of those where like he's going to have his own like you know they're just gonna have like boxers come in on different contracts and basically the only you know revolve like the only returning the only common denominator between all the episodes is snoop dogg is the commentator like he just has his own boxing match series now just badass that's cool that's cool that's awesome and then also that columbus seattle or sorry the seattle minnesota game setting up the columbus seattle Seattle mls cup final oh yeah but that western final Seattle scores three times in the final 15 minutes of the game. That's got to suck if you're a Minneapolis. After, after trailing 2-0. Man, that is brutal. That's going to be a lonely flight home to Minneapolis. Oh, yes. Closing out with boxing, we did have Errol Spence come back to the boxing ring this yeah. week. Got Canelo in a couple weeks in the Alamo Dome. So a lot of stuff going on. Uh, Houston is once again in turmoil, as we can all expect. Who knows when it's going to get resolved? Up and down. Let's just take a deep breath. Find our zen. Keep that same energy. It's a roller coaster ride. It's going to be fun. Uh, As always, thank you all so much for tuning in to Controlled Chaos. means a lot to both me and Owen. Find us on Twitter at Controlled Chaos Pod. Me on Twitter at Wooly Zach. Owen at Owen Kiska with two eyes. Check out our playlist, Chaos Radio. You'll find that on our Twitter page. Once again, thank you all so much for tuning in. Remember to take a deep breath. Find your zen. Keep that same energy. And we'll see you all next week. Pray for James Harden. Puppy for Hanukkah. Hoping I'm not crazy, but I'm bugging. The way you made my heart jump. You made me feel like someone. My friends say that I'm love drunk. Now I'm stuck.